Yo, Random Ignorance Podcast. I'm your host, Savage the Great. I hope you guys are doing well on this nice, beautiful day. So check this out, man. This podcast, all we're talking is horror. We're just talking horror movies. That's it. Scary movies, the killers, the monsters, the ghosts, the the supernatural, the serial killers, the people that's just psychopathic, that don't have no no conscience, just sociopaths, you know? So I'm going to talk about the ones I don't like. I'm going to talk about the movies I do like. I'm going to talk about the movies that are my guilty pleasures. I'm going to talk about a little bit of everything, right? So starting off, we're going to talk about the ones I don't like. Starting off, the starting five of any horror fans' uh, opinions will probably be Jason, Freddy, Chuck, Chucky, Leatherface, Michael Myers. You know, that those are the starting five. If you want to horror, those are the starting five. Whether it's the personality, whether it's the movies, whether it's the nostalgia, whether it's the classic of those first movies. Though, that's pretty much it. So we're going to talk about Jason. Jason has always been my favorite. Jason has been my favorite for a long time. I remember I remember when I was younger, we had all the tapes. We had um, the first one where his mom was a killer. We had part two, part three, part four. Uh, Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to Manhattan, the final Friday. We had all of those, right? Um, and they were campy. You, looking, you look back at Jason's now, they're going to be campy as shit, right? They're going to be super campy, bad acting. Um, a lot of them have bad effects, but... That's what built the franchise. That's what built the genre. You know, that that kind of stuff is what built horror because people were in love with the lunacy of it. People just loved seeing that crazy shit. And Michael Myers helped that. Michael Myers was was like that too. He wasn't as brutal as Jason, but if you were into the mind of a killer, those early Michael Myers movies, those early Halloweens, um, they they weren't as gruesome, as bloody as Jason was, and they weren't as heart-wrenching but the suspense is what did it the music you knowing he's around but not knowing where he's at and where he's gonna pop up at you know that he stalks people back then he drove nigga drove a car bro michael myers drove a car never got pulled over man in a goddamn white mask never got pulled over in the station wagon you know so that's it was two different kinds of horrors jason and michael myers two different kinds of horrors they kind of like polar opposite um both from, you know, hurt past or whatever, and they don't really know what their end goal is. Jason is basically like, I drowned here. I'm crazy. My mom, they killed my mom, so I'm on a war path to kill everybody that come over here. Michael Myers is kind of the, kind of the same. They gave him a story later on in a series like he wants his baby sister. They have to give him some kind of story. And then you add Freddy into that. Freddy kind of revolutionized it because Freddy added a fantasy kind of thing that didn't exist in horror movies up until freddy really you know he he was in the dreamland so all of the kills he had they were crazy he's coming out of bodies he's coming out the walls he's dragging people through mattresses and he gets you while you sleep and that made people crazy because everybody has to sleep and you can't control what you dream of i could say what, what you dream of i could say um i'm never gonna go to camp crystal lake boom i'm never gonna see jason um, I could say, I'm going to stay out of Michael Myers' way. I'm going to stay out of Hattonfield around Halloween. Boom. You're never going to see that. You never know where Freddy is going to pop up. You never know when you're going to go to sleep and you did something to piss him off or whatever, whatever. And he ends up in your dreams. It could be one generation. It could be the next generation. It could be older kids, parents. It don't matter. Freddy was coming and he was going to do it in some crazy-ass way. He's going to have you dreaming about clowns. He's going to have you dreaming about... um 
um, unicorns. You know how you dreaming about girls playing jump rope and one, two. So he kind of he kind of took his own lane with that, and that's what helped boost the genre even more. And then you had Chucky. Now Chucky was that played into people's fears also because everyone's fear was like, I'm I'm not gonna say fear, but it, it was always like, does this doll move? What if dolls could talk? What if what if what if toys could move? What if toys could play? What if toys had a mind of their own? And they gave Chucky that, but they put a more twisted feel on it. So not only did this 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 doll uh, talk and move, but he was possessed by the spirit of a serial killer. Serial killer did a seance and put his soul into the doll, and the soul pretty much uh, went inside the doll, gave the doll animation, and the doll started killing people. And that's people's craziest whatever that's that plays to people's conscience because you can have a doll in your kid's room and it's like yo or a doll that you slept with and it's like yo was that doll alive what if that doll came alive and tried to stab me while i'm sleeping so it was always that um leatherface the texas chainsaw massacre it was never really a strong franchise outside the first movie the first movie is horror classic all the way through from the 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 the, the knife and the guy in the wheelchair and the crazy hitchhiker that was always a horror classic part two part three you get kind of campy they turned leatherface to a crossdresser and they threw matthew mcconaughey in and it just got campy right so those are the starting fives of course i think personally i think jason has throughout the 80s and the 90s jason has the most campy campy franchise but i like his the most I like his the most because it's the most brutal. He has the best backstory. It has the most memorable characters. You, you know, you remember, um, you remember the cops and you remember, uh, what's the Tommy Jarvis? And, you know, you remember like certain characters from each movie. Like when he, when his body, I think that's Jason goes to hell. When his, his spirit was getting transferred from body to body. You remember Duke and you remember, it's just like he has memorable characters. Um, Michael, of course, he had Laurie Strode and, you know, she was, that's his, that's his nemesis and that just like, uh, Tommy Jarvis is to Jason. Um, Freddie didn't really have a long time nemesis. He was, he was pretty much a different character and he was versus a different character in every movie. And, um, Chucky, he pretty, he had, um, I think his name was Tommy. What's the little boy name? I think his name was Tommy though. Or, um... Yeah, no, his name wasn't goddamn Tommy. I forgot the little boy, Andy. His name was Andy. There you go. So they all had these little people. Leatherface didn't have one because uh, they made his movies fucking stupid. Um, the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a horror classic. Everything after that, and you know, in the nineties and the eighties, that shit was trash, man. Um, the movie that revolutionized the horror film genre is probably Scream. Scream put a new breath of, of of life into the horror genre because the horror genre was running kind of stale at that time. Scream came out in the mid nineties. Now, it it was campy. Scream was campy, but it had a good story, had good writing, it had okay actors, it had a good killer that's known as Ghostface. Now, um, the fans kind of named him that. The movie didn't name him that. The fans kind of named him that, and. It's weird because Ghostface is always played by a different a different person each movie. Like a, a different person is always Ghostface. One of the characters is always Ghostface. So it's not like 
Jason, Freddie, Michael, where those are the fixed uh, villains. They're just Jason is Jason. Michael is Michael. Freddie is Freddie. But when you get to scream, it was always someone different. It was on some Scooby-Doo shit. Like you got to lift the mask. Oh, Dr. Clayton. Oh, I would have got away with it, too. That's the kind of shit Scream was. But it revolutionized the genre. And I'm I'm, I'm probably going to say Scream has a better franchise than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And a lot of people probably going to disagree with that. But movie for movies, um, I'm going to give it to Scream. Because even Scream 4 that came out in the later years, that shit was good. I like Scream 4. I like, I don't know, man. I like horror movies to be horror movies. I don't like shit that's too smart. I know you get the, when I say smart, I'm talking about, I like slashers. I like, I like ghosts. I like supernatural. I like demons. I like all that shit. I like insidious. I like the conjuring. I want to see the movie they got coming out called The Nun. I like all that fast paced suspense genre i know they got you know uh the the horror thrillers it might be like silence of the lambs or they might put that on a suspense thriller i know people like misery and you know the shining those movies that you really have to take apart and listen close to the words and follow the story man you know that's good for certain days but other days i just want to throw on a slasher flick bro i want to throw on some ghost stories i want to throw on that 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 so now we're gonna get into my favorites right and my favorites like i said I am a fan of the horror genre. They're not going to be crazy smart. They're not going to be uh the just the fixtures in the horror thing. It's not going to be Alfred Hitchcock. It's not going to be none of that. Like I said, I like me. I, I like trashy horror, bro. I don't know why, but I like my horror to be horror. I don't want them to ask any. I don't want them to add anything else. I don't want them to dip into different genres. I don't want to. I don't want it to be more of a suspense thriller or a psychological thriller. Like I like my horror to be horror. So now, some of my favorites are the crazies. The crazies is, is a the crazies is a movie from 2010. That movie is fucking dope. That movie is basically the plot is it's a government thing. The plane goes down in this town's drinking water. They don't know what's on board, but once the town starts drinking the water, they turn crazy. The government tries to shut it down. The town gets overrun with these crazy people, and it's up to a group of people that are not crazy yet to get out of that town alive because once you drink that water you turn into a homicidal maniac you turn into a fucking loose cannon and that movie is so dope it is so well written the acting is on point the graphics the characters the suspense is there um it's not too heavy on the on the this is a government conspiracy it's not too heavy on the tinfoil hat shit and it's not too heavy on the slashing and it has a strong story for each character i like this it's real dope um, another guilty pleasure of mine. This is a guilty pleasure. Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell is a movie from 2009, and it basically follows a bank loan officer, and she gets approached by a woman who is about to lose her house. And the woman sits in the bank, and she sits across, and she's begging for her to approve this loan. And the woman is up for a promotion, so she tries to, you know, stand tall in front of her boss and say, "No, I can't do this for you. I can't do it." So the I don't want I don't want to say gypsy because that a lot of people find that you know offended. I'm gonna say traveler. So the traveler basically puts a curse on her and says, you know, you you going you gonna hate me. You gonna you gonna pay for your sins. You gonna be coming to me asking for you know some help or whatever, whatever. She don't know what that means. Um, she gets attacked in the car by the gypsy after work, or the traveler, and the traveler takes one of her buttons, curses it, gives it back to her. Now, she has the curse. 
the demons are on her. The demons are on her at this point, and slowly but surely, she starts getting she starts getting hunted. She starts getting harassed, and she goes to see someone who knows about that kind of stuff. And they say, after a certain amount of time, you are going to be dragged to hell. That's what they tell her. And she um she's going through life. She's doing all these things she can. She's trying to give the button away, but she can't because if she gives it away, it gives the curse away. But she can't give it away to anyone. She doesn't have that kind of heart. And the whole movie is basically her trying to shake this curse. She goes to see a mediator and the mediator can't get the curse off. Um, it's just it's just wild. It's a wild movie. But spoiler alert, she gets dragged to hell at the end. She gets dragged to hell at the end. She thought she pulled a fast one because one of the rules or things in that in that kind of occult was was that if you give the button back or the curse object back to the person that cursed it, They'll remove the curse or the curse will be lifted. So the old lady ended up dying. The traveler lady ended up dying. So she went to her grave, digged up her grave, gave her back what she thought was the button, but it wasn't the button. So it's a cool little twist, man. I like that movie. It's a guilty pleasure. Um, Another set of movies I like is the Hatchet series. Hatchet is a horror movie series from the mid-2000s. It follows this uh, killer named Victor Crowley um he he was a deformed kid that got bullied some kids set his house on fire or his little cabin on fire it was in the middle of a swamp they were trying to play a prank his house caught on fire he was trying to get out he couldn't his dad started hacking down the door with an axe and victor was on the other side trying to get out and his dad hit him in the head with the axe it ultimately killed him so now his spirit can't be rest his spirit is restless so anyone that goes into that swamp, anyone that goes into that area, they're going to be killed, murdered, whatever, whatever. And he does it in the most brutal way. He might just tear your arm off, tear your head off from your body, tear you in half. He's going to use the axe. He's going to do because it's crazy. And he's played by the guy that played Jason all those years. His name is Kane Hodder. And it's it's a dope film, man. It's dope. It's campy. It's, it's a kind of a throwback to all the 80s and 90s films. Um, raw hair Rex is kind of like pumpkin head ish. It's a little bit of all of that. So check it out if you can. The Hatchet series is a part one. It's a part two and it's a part three. And it's also a film named Victor Crowley. That's dope as well. Um, some more movies I like. Um, I like Jeepers Creepers. I like part one and part two. Part one, when the brother and sister were on the road and they see the creeper throwing a body down a well and they get harassed and chased because he gets off on the fear. So he pretty much stalks them through the whole movie and they try to get help from the sheriffs. They try to get help from the old ladies. They try to kill the creeper plenty of times, run them over everything. They try everything. Ultimately, the creeper takes over a police station and he takes the brother. He takes the boy and flies off with him and at the end you see the brother being pretty much autopsy you see his eyes gone you see the, the creeper takes the brother he leaves the sister alone uh part two of jeepers creepers is just as dope to me um he follows a school bus it's, it's 23 years so the creeper gets to feed every 23 every 23rd spring for 23 days and then part two is set as the 23rd day of spring so he only has this one night to feed so he attacks a school bus full of kids full of adults first he kills the adults then he attacks the school bus and the kids are going through their own turmoil because it's some jocks and it's some nerds it's a little bit of racism it's a little bit of homophobia it's a little bit of everything but they kind of put their differences aside to try to defeat the creeper 
And early on in that movie, it's a kid that gets attacked because it opens into a cornfield, right? Jeepers Creepers 2 opens into a cornfield or into like a like a farm area. And he's basically posing like a goddamn scarecrow. He's posing like a scarecrow. He's sitting up on the on the peak and he's posing like a scarecrow. Some kid is next to him doing work on another one. The kid catches him looking at him. He hurry up and turns his head. The kid tries to run. The, the, the creeper flies in the air, takes the kid, flies off with him. So the dad ends up having a blood vengeance for the creeper. The dad later connects with the school. The kids on the school bus and saves the day because the creeper runs out of time and has to go back. Later on in the movie, it shows the, the, the dad of the boy hanging the creeper up with the gun saying, when he comes back, I'm going to be ready for him. Because he had a bunch of homemade weapons that was, that was specifically made to take the creeper out. And he's ready for him when he comes back. But part three drops the fucking ball. Part three is trash. Jeepers Creepers 3 is trash, 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 trash. It's supposed to take uh, place between parts one and two. Jeepers Creepers 3 opens right after the police station in part one, and it is trash. They gave his truck a life of its own. The truck can shoot shit. The truck has spikes. It has arrows. Um, the Jeeper, the Creeper is five times stronger, and it's just campy. There is no character development. There is no story development. There is none of that. That movie is trash, bro. I swear. That movie is probably the worst horror movie that's came out. I mean, in one of these series. I'm saying in one of these series where, or franchises where the movies are are really dope and they have a big fan base and they just, something just, they just fall off. They just fall off. Like, why would you put that out? You could have saved it. You could have rewrote it. You could have, but there was a money grab. It was an obvious money grab. Because the director was going through some sexual assault uh, charges and uh, he was going through some scrutiny or whatever. So they put that in theaters for one night, did a quick money grab, tried to get their money back, threw it on on demand, threw it on Netflix, threw it on all these streaming services, trying to get their money back. And the movie was super subpar. So part three was trash. Don't even bother. Next on my guilty pleasures list, 13 Ghosts. I like 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts is probably one of my favorite movies. It was probably one of the movies that I was legit scared of. Because I seen it when it first came out. It came out in 2001. I saw it when it first came out. I was in 6th, maybe 7th grade. And I was legit scared of that. So the movie basically follows a widower. His wife died in a house fire. He and his family are home. A lawyer knocks at the door and says, Hey, your Uncle Cyrus... This rich guy, he has died. He, he leaves you his fortune. He leaves you his house. Come check it out. So that night, they go to the house. Now, what they don't know is there is that uncle was a catcher of ghosts. He caught ghosts. And not only not only just ghosts, he caught the tormented spirits. He taught the he caught the evil ghosts. He caught the ghosts that killed people. It opens, the movie opens with them uh trying to catch a ghost named the Juggernaut. Now, the Juggernaut was a super strong serial killer that ended up getting killed in a police gunfight. And his spirit is restless. So he still kills and he patrols this junkyard. So the uncle and his team go into the junkyard and they trap the Juggernaut, but the uncle dies. So, you know, that's how he ends up leaving the will to his, his nephew and all that. So the, the nephew played by Tony Shalhoub, you know, I'm from Monk or whatever. They go into the house. He takes him, his two kids, and his maid. I don't know. Uh, you know, they go into the house. 
the house is made out of glass. It's cursive writing all on the glasses. The family is like, oh, this house is nice. This house is cool. Oh, I love this. This house is dope. Ah, da, 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 da. This house is good. But what they don't know is there are holding rooms or holding cages downstairs with all the ghosts that his uncle has caught. Now, those writings on them glasses, those were containment spells to keep the ghosts from getting out. And that's all good. That's all fine. The ghosts are put up safely. You know, you can, you can look at them and they're, they're good. But no, the, 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 the containment spells and the glasses are set to open at a certain time and the ghost is going to get out and once the ghosts get out that's that's that rings madness the lawyer dies uh it, it's, it's just like a bunch of dope shit in that movie i like it a lot of people don't like it but i like it ultimately the guy finds out his uncle faked his death to try to get his nephew there because he wanted to kidnap his kids and in order for him to uh in order for him to complete this seance or this cycle he needed a willing uh he needed a willing sacrifice so he's like i basically got your kids i'll kill them they sitting in this middle of this shit with blades and knives so you basically have to sacrifice yourself so i complete my so i can complete my devil spell and and he has that man's wife as the ghost i told you he was a widower he was a widower a widower it was a crazy house fire the uncle took that man's wife ultimately um the spell gets fucked up the kids get free the nephew gets free the ghosts are free after they kill a bunch of people in that house um it's 13 of them hence the title it's a good movie bro it's real fun it's nothing crazy to think of you don't have to put two and two together the whole movie or four plus four together the whole movie you could just sit back and watch it that's a guilty pleasure i like it now we're gonna get into another guilty pleasure tales from the hood now tales from the hood is a movie that came out in 1995 it is a movie that consists of four or five stories kind of like an anthology kind of film and it's a dope movie it's a dope movie um it's pretty much these three gang members show up to this funeral home because the funeral uh the funeral director said hey you know i found this the undertaker said hey man i found you know these drugs by this garbage out back come by and pick them up so these three gang members go pick it up and he's telling them stories why they there and the story's showing the film so the first story is like a like a like a guy like a politician that got killed by a bunch of cricket cops and he comes back to kill the cops and the second story he tells them is about like a doll that that comes and kills the the racist owner at a house like it's it's dope man it's dope it's dope it's dope i'm telling you check it out if you can um but come to find out at the end of the movie the funeral director is really the devil the funeral home is really hell and those dudes find out that they're dead they got killed but they didn't know they were dead and that twist scared that whole movie scared the shit out of me when I was young. It came out in 95. Seen it when it first came out. Not in the theaters or nothing, but back then, bootlegs was big. So, we seen it at 95. I was probably like five or six, man. And that movie scared the shit out of me. Tales from the Hood, it still holds up. I'm probably going to watch it in a couple days because that's not something you could watch all the time. You have to watch that years, years apart because it's that kind of movie. But it is a good movie. It's dope. Kind of disturbing. But if you got some time, check it out.
Okay. Next, this is a movie that I like, man. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version. I like that movie. That movie is dope. That movie has some dope characters. It is, it is developed. It, the zombies run. So it opens with a with the nurse, and the nurse is at the hospital, and she's doing overtime, and she's kind of seeing things. She's seeing like patients that that look too sick, and she's seeing a bunch of cold reds. Like she's seeing that, but it's kind of it's not blatant. It's just in the background. You know, you might think it's typical ER room type shit, but it's there. So she goes home. Everything is good in her neighborhood. These kids skating and things like that. So she pulls in. She meets her husband. Her and her husband lay down. They go to sleep. When they wake up, her daughter has turned into a zombie. The husband runs to the daughter. What's happening, sweetheart? What's going on? The daughter bites the husband. Now the husband is a zombie. So she has to get out the house. She gets out the house. Getting into her, she gets into her car. She drives away. Now the whole neighborhood that was nice the day before, that shit is on fire. It's people crashing, it's people getting shot, people dying, because the zombies took over in the night. Just a flash, boom, and they it's there. So she's driving, she crashes her car, going at a higher rate of speed, and she crashes into this ditch. She wakes up to a shotgun in her face, and it's Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames plays a cop in that movie, and he got the shotgun to her face, and he tells her to talk. She talks, boom, you good, you're not infected, you're rolling with me. Now... When they go in, they now when they walking around, they meet up with another group and they basically come together as one. You know, it's probably like seven to eight people in that group. They find a mall. You know, they're getting chased. So they find a mall. They go upstairs. There's three more people. It's three security guards that's held up upstairs. They got guns pointed at each other. They saying, hey, you can't come in here. Uh, it's a pregnant lady. And it's, it's, it's just like, yeah, we need to come in here. This lady is pregnant, whatever. The security guard's like, nah, you can't come in here. The group is like, yeah, we need to come in here. So ultimately, the security guards let them in there. It's all fun and games um, until it's just it's just like a bunch of twists and turns. The character development for each character is dope. You're going to have the people that you hate. You're going to have the people that you love. You're going to have the people that you feel some type of way about. You're going to have the people that you want to see die. But ultimately, they let in another group and that group... Uh, pretty much lets in someone infected and the pregnant lady that got in that the security guards let in she was bitten earlier in the movie off screen so now she's infected so it's infected people in the mall and ultimately they all get infected the mall gets overran they end up uh going to they fixed up some some vans in the basement some mall vans in the basement they armored them uh put some some windows loaded up you know so they went got in them escaped the mall uh they were supposed to meet up at this guy's boat but during that ride from the mall to the boat half of people half of the people that survived that far end up dying so it's maybe three or four it gets on the boat ultimately they end up at this island this shows it within the within the credits and after the credits and when they get up to the island after they took the boat to their um it's already overrun with the undead so it pretty much leaves you thinking who survived, who died. But since they didn't put a part two out, you could pretty much guess everyone in that little party died, right? And I love that movie. That movie is dope. Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version. Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. All that has some hit and miss. But if you're looking for a legit zombie movie, a legit fun movie to watch, Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version is dope. The earlier ones is kind of campy the brains 
bring like it's kind of campy. This one is a little more dope, a little more graphic, got some story to it. It's, it's dope, bro. So, my favorite before I do this, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say, like I discussed the franchises earlier, uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Chucky, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The latest remakes of those movies have been trashed. The 2009 version of Friday the 13th, I didn't like. He had a hostage. He lived underground in a cave that was that was lit by Christmas lights. I didn't like it. It was it just it just didn't fit Jason. Jason is a heartless killer. He doesn't fucking keep hostages. Um, I don't care if the girl looked like his mom or not. He doesn't keep hostages. The latest two or three installments of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre have been trashed. The latest two or three installments, and that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, that's Leatherface. The beginning is cool. The beginning, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning is all right. But Leatherface, that that uh, prequel they tried to make, that shit was trash, bro. Um, 3D, the one with Trey Holmes, that shit was trash only because Leatherface was, they tried to give him a, a good guy's story. They tried to give him, oh, he's misunderstood. This is what the town did to him. This is why he's out. Like, no, he's a fucking heartless killer with a chainsaw. Like, let him be the heartless killer. Stop trying to have us root for our killers, Hollywood. We don't want to root for our killer. We want them to be a guilty pleasure. Stop trying to paint them as misunderstood. Stop trying to paint them as, as good guys that bad stuff happened to. Stop trying to paint them as someone who's just out for revenge. No, they're fucking heartless sociopath, psych psychotic killers. Just let them be that, right? So next, the latest installment of Nightmare on Elm Street, I didn't like it because it didn't have Robert England in it. It was some CGI shit that was just trash all the way through. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And I'm not even going to speak on the Chuckies, bro. The the last um, uh, Chuckies have been Child's Play of the Code of Chucky. Uh, it's just stupid, bro. Like the Code of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, like... All of those have been whack. The last good Chucky movie I've seen was Bride of Chucky. And that's even questionable. But Bride of Chucky is also a guilty pleasure. That is probably the last good Chucky movie because it had a story. It had a plot. It wasn't just something that was running around circles. after Like, no. That shit was dope, man. I like that. It was. It's another guilty pleasure. The Code of Chucky. See the Chucky where he wasn't sure if his son was a boy or a girl. And it had Red Man in it. Like, that shit was trash, man. As far as Halloween, people talk about the Rob Zombie versions, right? They talk about the mid-2000s, 2007, 2009 versions or whatever. I like them. I like the Rob Zombie versions only because they didn't interfere with the timeline of the movie. They didn't give him some new things he didn't never have. They didn't make him something that he never was. The only thing I disliked about the movie is they gave him too much backstory. They gave him too much backstory. They gave it too much from the view of Michael Myers. I didn't like that. I like I like Michael Myers when you didn't know shit about him. Like the first Halloween when you just see him pick up a knife and go kill his sister. It's like, whoa, what do he do that for? What do he do that for? And that's kind of the that's kind of the thing because you don't know who's gonna snap, why they're gonna snap, when they're gonna snap. Like, don't give him a reason. Don't give him a stripper mom. Don't give him being bullied at school. Don't give him any of that. Just give him the crazy person that he's meant to be. Don't give him a justification of what he's supposed to be. And we know this in child development 101 that he's going to be crazy. No, it would have been doper if they just gave him a nice, simple upbringing. And he just took a left for whatever reason. 
Like, we don't want to see his crazy home life. His mom's a stripper. His stepdad's abusive. He's getting bullied at school and getting beat up every day. Like, of course, that's going to lead someone to be crazy. That's two plus two. So don't make us feel for him. Like, don't do that. And then they made him like, um, oh, he sees visions of his mom with the, with the white horse. Like, don't do that, man. Don't do that. But otherwise, I liked it for what it was. I liked that Michael was... A stone cold killer he didn't take no hostages especially in part two when you hear him grunting while he's stabbing people like that's even doper bro and that's it's dope that the people he killed were ain't shit people that they were kind of just fucking weirdos and people that were being rude so that made it a little you know even like he killed danny trejo and danny trejo was trying to help his character but he killed the two orderlies that were that were raping the patients like he like the the the, the that what the hell am I doing? That two parts, you know, um, the Rob Zombie series, those are dope. Um, because it brought it back from Resurrection. It brought it back from the Buster Rhymes one. It brought it back from H2O. It kind of gave it a new breath of, of, of life, and I like that. Um, another guilty pleasure, speaking of Rob Zombie, um, I like The Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. I like those movies. Those movies are dope. They're disturbing as fuck. But if you can sit through them and you can watch that, those are dope movies for what they are. They're not uh, They're not going to be your smartest slashers, but they have a unique story that you've never seen in Hollywood before. We've seen the, we've seen the person that been killed and come back for revenge. We've seen that a hundred times. We've seen the, 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 the psychotic killer stalking the, the group of teens, but we have never really seen a family do it. We have never really seen a family do it on a horror movie, House on Honey Hill type scale. We haven't really seen that. And um, I like House of a Thousand Corpses and I like House of a Thousand Corpses is kind of weird. It's a little more campy than um, Devil's Rejects because you go, they got to go underground and meet the, like that shit is kind of campy, but Devil's Rejects is dope. Speaking of the house, haunted house kind of theme, I like the house on Hunting Hill, the 1999 version. I like that movie. That movie is dope. It kind of takes it back to, it's kind of like, it's it's kind of just like the old one. It's kind of like the old one with, um, but this one is more of a new age twist. Like it starts off, I'm going to say the 1999 version one, it starts off with a man and a woman and the man is a theme park owner and the woman is his ex-wife and he's throwing her a party for whatever reason so she calls him with the guest list at this house but the house hacks the email and the house gives a different list of names and the names show up at the house and the lady don't know who, who they are but the house pretty much brought them people in because the house used to be a uh a asylum and those people are involved were involved like orderlies and the house wants to get revenge so it wasn't those people exactly, but like their name, their bloodline was involved as something in the house. So the house wants to get them in the house. So it, so the 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 patients that are ghosts now can take their revenge. Like it's a crazy story. It's crazy. It's hard even explaining that shit. But I'm going to tell you, bro, everybody dies. And it was pretty much like if you could survive a night, you get a million dollars. So two people survive and they get everyone else's check. So. It's a cool, love, fun watch. It's a dope movie. If you can find it and you got the time, I suggest you check it out. Um, but my final, I'm going to say my final, I'm going to say my favorite horror movie, bro. My favorite horror movie. This is, it's a, it was a hard toss up. It's a hard toss up. But my favorite horror movie is 
The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2003 version. That is my favorite horror movie. Um, Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version is close. The Crazies is close, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2003 version with Jessica Bill, that is a dope ass movie. It gave Leatherface the right amount of just stalker, killer, crazy person. He was all of that rolled into one. He didn't keep a hostage. It made his whole family fucked up and believable. Like it made it believable. Um, they were um the movie opens with a group of people driving back from Mexico. And they're driving in a van. They pick up a hitchhiker. The hitchhiker looks distraught. She looks crazy. It's similar to the first one, how it starts. The hitchhiker looks distraught, looks crazy. Before you know it, the hitchhiker is pulling the gun out of her private place, puts it in her mouth, shoots, boom, she's dead. The kids in the van are freaking out. So they take, they go to a store and they, they ask the lady in there, hey, hey, someone just killed herself, killed herself in our van. Can, can we use your phone? We need to call the sheriff. So the lady calls the sheriff. The sheriff says, meet me at the old mill or whatever. So the people in the van drive there with the dead body. They go to the old mill. They park. They're waiting for the sheriff. Two of the people venture out. They're looking for another phone or something. So they go to this house. Now, this house is crazy. This house is it's, it's a big it's a big slab of concrete in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. So they go to the house. Um, they they. It was it was Jessica Bill's character and her boyfriend. They go to the house. Jessica Bill's boyfriend gets killed by Leatherface. Jessica Bill's looking for him. The guy's like, "Hey, your 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 boyfriend's not here." And she's like, "Yeah, I think he is." He's like, and then the guy, the old guy, he's like, "No, your boyfriend's not here." And he turns out to be like Leatherface's grandpa, grandpa or something, right? So Jessica Bill goes back to the van. She's like, "Hey, Kemper is missing. Kemper is missing. That's the name of the guy that Leatherface killed." So he gets, she gets another one of the guy friends. He goes to the, she goes back to the house. He goes with her, but this time he's kind of sneaking because he wants to go look around. So she asks, can she use the bathroom or whatever? And she uses it or use the phone or something like that. I haven't seen it in a minute. And um, while she's in there, the other guy sneaks in and he's looking around for Kemper. That's, you know, the guy that got killed. But before you know it, the old guy catches them in the house and she and he's like, hey, man, what you doing in this house? And then they're like, we're looking for our boyfriend. And then the old man is beating on the floor, beating on the floor with a cane. And that's a secret message to Leatherface who's hiding downstairs. And this is the dopest scene in the fucking movie, just like the first one. But this one is 10 times dope. When Leatherface comes out of that basement or that room and he slides open the door and cracks and cranks the chainsaw that is the dopest fucking movie ever and then he chases them out the door broad daylight with the chainsaw blaring the girl that's jessica bill's character her name is aaron she goes one way the guy she came with goes another way he goes into this this uh this area where it's a bunch of clotheslines at he's running from leatherface leatherface is running broad daylight chainsaw over his head he catches him he cuts him off boom cuts his leg off with the chainsaw picks him back up takes him into the basement hangs him up slams that door that's another dope scene bro like that's probably one of the dopest scenes in horror history the first one in this one when leatherface comes out of that sliding door that shit is so dope because you get to see his character you get to see what he looks like he's a little bigger he's a little meaner he got somebody else's 
face on. And if you were to see that in real life, you would fucking freak out. So the lady goes back. Erin goes back to the van. She's trying to get the fuck out of there. She's trying to start it. We're going to start. Come on, man. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Right when she's doing that, the sheriff pops up. Now the sheriff uh, wraps the body up of the girl that killed herself. Put, helps They help put it in uh, the sheriff's car. Now the sheriff just begins torturing these people. It's three people left. It was a group of five. Uh, the guy that died at the beginning, his name was Kemper. The guy who's in Le uh, Leatherface's uh, lair or his basement hanging up from a fucking hook right now. That's another guy. So now the characters that's left is two girls, including Aaron, and this one other guy. Now, the, the sheriff begins torturing him. He begins, put this uh, gun in your mouth. Show me how she shot herself. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Now, what the people in that band don't know is the sheriff is related to Leatherface. The sheriff is related to Leatherface. So what the what the sheriff does is he tortures them. Um, he he makes the boy, the, the, the guy, he's like, put this gun in your mouth and show me how she shot herself. And the guy is like, oh, she shot herself like this. He's like, no, pull the fucking trigger and show me how she shot herself. And the girls are like, shoot him. And Aaron's like, no, don't. And the other girl's like, shoot him. And Aaron's like, don't. So the guy takes the gun out of his mouth. He points it at the sheriff, pulls the trigger. Gun is empty. Gun is empty. Sheriff playing him the whole time. Sheriff pulls out his gun. Oh, you just tried to commit uh, murder on the officer. Get the fuck out. So he puts that boy in the back of the car, takes him back to the house. The sheriff gets on his radio, says, hey, we got two people down at the mill that might be trying to get away. They're, they're trying to hotwire the van. The sheriff took the keys, so they're trying to hotwire the van and get the fuck out of there. As soon as they get it started, they start rolling, boom, wheels fall off for whatever fucking reason. I don't know why the wheels fell off. It was just part of the movie. The wheels fell off. As soon as the wheels fall off, Leatherface, right through the window, back window with the chainsaw, boom, starts doing it, carrying them, whatever, 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 chasing them. They chasing them. He's at the top, putting the chainsaw through the motherfucking roof, trying to hit them, just torturing them, just torturing them. One of the girls gets, the, the other girl, not Aaron, that's the main character played by Jessica Bill. The other girl gets out the van and runs. Leatherface chases her, catches her. Chainsaws are goofy ass, right? He's chainsawing her and cutting her up, whatever, whatever, whatever. The headlights are on, so Aaron is seeing all of this. This is taking place in front of the van. Leatherface turns around and he is wearing her boyfriend's face. He cuts it off. The man that she went to the to the house with at the beginning that that uh that Leatherface killed first, Leatherface is wearing his face now. That is some crazy psychotic good fucking writing. So after that, it's pretty much just Aaron running from from Leatherface, right? Um, he catches her, takes her back to the house. She she sees her friends, the guy with the um the leg cut off, and then the guy that the sheriff took back. The guy with the leg cut off, he doesn't want to suffer no more. So she stabs him, puts him out the misery. Um, she she finds a way out from a help by a little rat tooth kid named Jebediah, who's part of the family, but he has a good heart. So he helps them out. And Aaron grabs the guy that uh, the sheriff took back and they're trying to escape. Leatherface sees it. So Leatherface is on hot on pursuit. He's chasing him. He's chasing him. He's chasing him. He's trying to get to him. Um, Leatherface ends up catching up with them. Uh, the guy tries to fight Leatherface. Leatherface ends up hanging him from a chandelier in this abandoned house and slicing him from his asshole up. So between the legs, he runs the chainsaw up his ass all the way up. Now, 
Aaron keeps running. Aaron keeps running. She runs into this trailer. Now this trailer is occupied by the people, by the, by the woman who ran the store that she first arrived at. The store that they first arrived at when they needed help to call the sheriff. The same lady that ran that store that called the sheriff from them stays in that trailer. They give her some tea. Boom. The tea knocks her out. She wakes up. She's back at Leatherface's house. You can't tell me that's not good writing. You can't tell me that's not good writing. Tying everything in. She wakes up to the sheriff pouring beer on her. Now, for I forgot how. I forgot how she escapes again. But she escapes again, and this is the ultimate showdown between her and Leatherface. She goes to the slaughterhouse. Now, she's hiding between the beef. She's hiding in the lockers. And ultimately, she starts hacking at Leatherface. He takes one of his arms off. Now, his arm is just spinning on the floor with a chainsaw going around. His arm is just still holding on to that. But it's just spinning on the floor. He's armless. She runs. Um, she flags down the trucker. She gets in the truck. Leatherface is back at the, at the slaughterhouse fucked up. Now, she tells the trucker, hey, they're trying to kill me. This family's crazy. The family's crazy. It's like, okay. She gets into the truck. The, the trucker drives back to that, that gas station where the family, that, the family operates. And the family is there. And the trucker is like, hey, I got this girl in my truck. She says some people's trying to kill her. Um, can you come take a look? So the sheriff goes out there. The sheriff looks into the windows of the big rig. It's a big rig. And the sheriff goes into it. He's about to open the door. And boom, boom, motherfucker gets hit by a car. And that car is his own car. Aaron got out. She stole his patrol car. She ran him over. She reversed, ran him over again, reversed. I mean, went forward, ran him over again. Now her and the baby are driving down the road. Where did the baby come from? The baby were, was owned, I'm going to say was kept by the people that lived in that trailer but the baby was at the diner too or the, at the gas station too the one that the trucker went to so she must have snuck in got the baby because the baby was kidnapped from the lady that killed herself at the beginning you can't tell me that's not good writing you can't tell me that that's not good writing just tying everything in so they end up taking that baby from the lady that killed herself at the beginning because she was going through the same thing that Aaron went through they kept the baby as as their own Aaron took the baby back. Um, she found out. It's, it's, it's crazy, bro. It's a crazy story. So as she's driving down the road, Leatherface, with his goddamn one arm and his chainsaw, scrapes the car. And he's just standing in the middle of the road. So, so Leatherface was still there. And it just ends like that. It ends so fucking dope, man. It ends so dope. And it's a kind of a... It sets it up dope because... At the beginning of the film, it shows a police tour. So this basically tells you that Aaron went and got the cops, that Aaron went and said, you know, there's some people here. So the family had to leave. So it shows a police tour. It shows the police with the home camera going through that, you know, that slab of concrete house that Leatherface and his family, the Hewitt family occupied. And the, the officer's going through, like, look at this, look at this, look at this. It's just him and his, a cameraman. And he has the mic and he's like, look at this. These are these look like scrapes. This is hair. This is this. This is this. And that's how the movie opens. So after the movie is over, it goes back to that scene. And he's walking down the stairs. And he gets attacked by Leatherface. By Leatherface. And then this movie, then the voice comes on. Like, yeah, and Leatherface is still at large. If you have it. Like, that shit is dope, man. That shit, because it's set up like kind of like a 
like America's Most Wanted feature or something. And it was just like, that's raw video. That's home video of what really happened. Like, they set it up so dope. And that's why that is my favorite movie from start to finish. I could watch that a hundred times in a row. That is one of the only newer movies, one of the only reboots. And that kicked off the reboot frenzy. That Texas Chainsaw Massacre kicked off the reboot, reboot frenzy. It came out in 2003. Think of all the, re all the reboots that came out after 2003. Think of that. All the reboots that came out after 2003. Whether it was Halloween, whether it was Jason, whether it was Chucky, whether it was uh, 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 Freddy, whatever. It all came from that. And that's the dopest shit ever. So that's why the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 version is going to be my favorite movie of all time. And I see, I saw it when I was in eighth grade. Went to Had to go home alone. Scariest shit ever. Saw it at the movies. That, that the darkness sounds, the surround sound, all that shit gets into you. You go home. I went home to a dark house because my, my family was gone. And it was the scariest shit ever. I had to turn on every light. I had to. That movie is just dope, bro. So it holds a special place in my heart. Um, Jessica Biel was phenomenal in that. All the acting, the character development. I loved it and I will forever love it. But. Long podcast, people, but I just love horrors. If you didn't know that about me, horror horror movies are my favorite genre. It's my favorite genre just because of all the different shit that you can get with a horror. You can get The Conjuring. You can get Insidious. You can get Misery. You can get The Shining. You can get Jason. You can get Pumpkinhead. You can get um, Chucky. You can get... It's just different. It's different little things here and there. You can get The Exorcist. You can get... Um, Annabelle, you, 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 it's, it's different, bro. I love horrors. I love the, the thought of the unknown. I love the, it's, it's, it's just dope shit, bro. So this is the Random Ignorance Podcast. I'm your host, Savage the Great. Peace.